This is Huge Pop. My name is Scott. There's Reek Reek next to me, a.k.a. Rico. Welcome to Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast on a Saturday night. Smack talk. We're going to talk WWE. <laughs> We're going to talk SmackDown and the bloodline and all this stuff that's going on. So, uh, man, how you doing tonight, Rico? Oh, man, I am just excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a crazy, crazy man. week. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, Let's just start with the headed off with the uh Jay Uso just starting off the show. Yeah, he <laughs> that yeah, guy it, that guy has balls, dude. And um, oh, we're yeah, gonna see, we're gonna see next Saturday how big of ones he has and see what he can do. To that travel chief, um, yeah, just knowing that he's by himself and you know, Roman and Solo are there, so he, he's coming out and he's he's not backing down from all he's showing him he's not scared. Absolutely, hundred percent, man. That first segment, it was he was nothing. He was everything but scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I just love those guys on the mic. Roman Reigns has came a long way since 2019 when he was garbage on the mic. Oh man, I uh, mean, once, twice, I, two times, especially. I remember him just getting slaughtered by Cena. Selena, Cena just buried him. <laughs> Yeah, oh, 100%, man. And, uh, but uh, John Cena, he buries everybody in that moment. Yeah. Um, so he's main event Jay. Again, it seems like to me, it's like main, main event Jay against the world. Mm-hmm. How in the world is he going to take out his big cousin? Whew. Well, I honestly, just my personal opinion. You guys can agree with it out there if you'd like or whatever, but I, I don't think Jay's taking it. I, I think it, it's going to be one heck of a match. Very good show. But I really think that uh, Rowan's just going to pull off with that win because they're not going to have him. They they had him lose in a tag match. He did get pinned. Yeah. But it was an attack match and a singles match, and plus being for the championship and the tribal leader. I I don't see them having him step down from that just yet. They got plans for him still. When Paul Heyman says this is just the beginning, they weren't joking around. So did you catch at the end of that show? We'll get to this later, but did you catch at the end of the show when they beat down Jay after that match that Jay was in at the end of the show and they were beating him up, and then they stopped. And Roman looks up, and Paul goes, they're here. Who would you believe? Who would you think is they are here? Who is they? The you uncles. Do you think the uncles are there? You think the uncles mm-hmm. are watching? Yep. 
I mean, I think there's a little bit of head games going played between Jay's. Jay's the one that brought him up. Jay's the one that said, "I." They sent me. They yep. sent Solo. They sent me. They sent Jimmy. And, and Ray, Roman's like, "No, no, man, no. I'm in charge." And it's like, "No, you're not, dude." Um. So, therefore, this is why I say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you a little bit. Um. I think he's gonna take it. I think Jay's gonna take it because. I mean, I like the what Roman said. Roman said at the end of the night or at the end of that segment, he says, takes off the belt, lays it on the ground, takes off the 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 lay, lays it on the ground, and says, I don't need this. I don't need this stuff. And Roman Reigns fashion goes, I'm at the end of the day, I'm gonna be Roman Reigns. Yep. I, I was I just gonna say <laughs> I don't need this, but you, Jay, you need this. You need mm-hmm. this. Does Jay need the belt? I think Jay getting the belt would help boost him tremendously. But I don't want to say he needs it, but it would help him. It would really help his status out quite a bit. And especially just not the belt, but the the, um, tribal chief, the leadership role. That would boost him up. He's already getting boosted up. That would just boost him up more. And like you were saying, I love when Roman said that because that had to hit so hard because it is 1,000% true. If I lose this, I'm still Roman Reigns. If you lose, you have nothing. You have nothing. And the the look on Solo's face was like, Solo's, he's getting it. He's like, whoa, wait a second. That's me too. Mm Mm-hmm. So in a in a way, I don't think Roman's purposely doing it, but in a way, is he getting into Solo's head too? Because of course, I mean, the, over the last couple of weeks, you had Roman Reigns just walking around like he's the shit, man. He's like, I'm it, you know. And um, yeah. And you see Solo, Solo kind of uh, you you see the moments to when he looks at Roman, he's giving him that look like you don't tell me, man. I don't bow down to nobody, but he does bow down to Roman. Right, he does. But Absolutely. I think he's getting tired of it, though. He's like, no, you know, I, I am me. I've always just been me. You know, he wasn't in a tag with his brothers or nothing. It's always just been him. Right, you know, and let's face it, if he does, if Jay wins this match, he's going to need some outside interference to win it. He can't do it by himself. Um and I say he can't do it. He could beat Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns was by himself. Mm-hmm. But you know he's not going to be by himself. And everywhere that he goes, Solo goes. Everywhere that he goes, uh, Paul Heyman goes. I don't – it's not going to be a one-on-one, you know. No. But um, And Jimmy will be back. Yeah. But what – okay, so let's talk about that. What part of Jimmy being back is going to be affecting matches? You think Jimmy – it's listening to Roman Reigns and all the trash talk Roman Reigns is saying about Jay being selfish, Jay being confident, Jay's the one. I mean, look at the analogy he said. Roman Reigns says, "When you when you fought me the first time, because it was it was because Jimmy was hurt. Mm-hmm. You took Jimmy's spot. You think Jimmy's gonna like that? Well, so that's my question. So Rico, um." Where's Jimmy? What side's Jimmy's Jimmy gonna be on? Is he gonna be on Roman's side or is he gonna be torn in the middle? Or well, I personally think he's torn in the middle, but he's going to be with Jay 
I mean, they're they're so tight, thick and thin. And Roman's already kind of abused his power with Jimmy so much, to where Jimmy's like, I, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Right. You know, I, I really think he's going to stay on Jay's side. He's going to back Jay up. Right. I just hope they don't do typical WWE stuff. And um, Jimmy goes to kick Roman Reigns in the face. And, of course, Jay's behind him. And guess who gets the kick? You know, and I, 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 they, every wrestling promotion uses that as a lead into turning on somebody. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 be different. Let's keep the bloodline as genuine as it is, and be different. You know, that they're they're they've built such a strong story with this whole thing with the bloodline that I'd hate to see that come to the end where Jay loses or turns on Jimmy or Jimmy turns on Jay because of a stupid miss kick. No, I don't I don't see that because if you um, remember what was it uh. Sorry, brain fart. A couple of big reviews ago when um, Jay went to kick uh, Roman and he hit Jimmy. That's true. They've okay. already kind of went that route with it. And we thought at that moment, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's... Yeah. That's right. So, okay. I, I got a, I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot, but I got a gut feeling we're going to see Rikishi. Maybe not this SummerSlam, but I, I got a gut feeling he's going to pop out sometime. Possible. Because it is a very deep family affair going on right now. And Now, Rikishi should be uh, Jimmy and Jay's dad, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Solo. And Solo's dad. So, yeah, he might. That would be interesting. So, you know, Reigns, as he always is, um, he took credit for the Usos' popularity on Friday night. You know, he described his cousin Jay as a jealous second in command with jealous aspirations. All this mind games that is going on is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, you know, we hate on WWE for their story writing, but this story that they're telling is amazing. It hasn't stopped. Um, you know, you had Jay denying the allegations, saying he's that he fully encouraged Reigns' leadership. Um, he said, dude, I, I'm, I have had your back. We've always had your back. Exactly. Since said, day one. Since day one. And then you get this ass clown of Paul Heyman in your ear and gel- and all this cockiness because you're the baddest dude in the planet. Now that's got to your head. And um, it's, you know, and I love what Jim, Jay said. It's you, man. It's your fault. So... Well. Yeah, I love how they're they're going with that angle. And, and it is true because if you look at it, you know, unfortunately, Jimmy did get hurt. Jay stepped up. Yeah. But Jay did everything, and I mean everything, to have Roman's back. Every single step of the, mm-hmm. of the way. He even brought Jimmy, because Jimmy didn't want to come along, but he brought Jimmy along. Right. Yeah, so I I think you know Roman realizes how valuable Jay is to him and to the bloodline. Right, right. Um, you know, then we had that Grayson later on in the show. We had Grayson. We might as well stay on the Uso topic, I guess. We had Grayson Waller in the background, of course, predicting Jay's shortcomings at SummerSlam, which of course mm-hmm. pissed uh, Jimmy Jay off and uh, led into their match of the main event of the night. <laughs> Um, Friday night, so 
Um, Jay Uso defeated Grayson Waller. So let's talk about that match. Well, did you like how Grayson Waller pull, was about to pull off the people's elbow? Yes, that was hilarious. And he put his little mix on it with the little shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's funny because, you know, he's been throwing these digs at the rock. Yes. And, and to do the people's elbow to the cousin, it's <laughs> like, wow. Right. And, you know, I was reading, you know, of course, we read a lot of stuff. Everybody does, um, you know, and uh, there's out there. It says Waller is just freaking annoying. Established the kid as a star before giving him goofy talk show. I 100% agree with that statement. Um, I get it. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not hurt. He's not hurt now. Nope. Okay. Uh, take, get him out of that talk show. Get him out of the, being a Miz. Get him out of being whatever, and be Grayson Waller that you are. Yep. Establish be, be the him. NXT Grayson Waller. Yes, establish him, please. Because right now you're making himself look. You're making him look like a joke. Mm-hmm. You're making him look like you came up too soon. Or whatever, and I think that's a that's a thing that WWE does a lot, is they bring up that as talent from the NXT, and then they put them in goofy little situations. So, oh yeah, I mean, it would be you and Nikki D talked about that, you know, where you you go ahead and bring them up to the main roster, and you either don't do anything with them, or you put them in this ridiculous freaking idea. I right. mean, my favorite example, Max Dupree. Yes. That was so dumb. Yep. Yep. 100%. But in that Jamie, in that Jay was so Grayson Waller match, you know, you've seen Jay have the upper hand from the early part of the match, you know. And then, of course, Paul Heyman had to come out and Roman Reigns had to come out and sit ringside and whatever, causing a distraction. And which gave, obviously, you know, the kid, the young kid, Waller, the, the advantage. And um, he had the spots he could. While Jay was distracted, you know, um, I hope those aren't signs of what's going to happen at uh, SummerSlam. I hope Jay doesn't get distracted. He stays focused because one thing you can't do against the Tribal Chief is get distracted. Yeah, and it's going to be really hard because you have Solo who's going to be ringside. Or yep. if he's not ringside, he'll pop out sometime. Yes. And you always have Paul Heyman. Right. You always do. <laughs> you yep. always got Paul Heyman right there. Yep, you know, and um, you're right, Paul Heyman. You know, my my gut goes, what is Paul going to do at SummerSlam? Is Paul up to something? I mean, is Paul going to turn on Roman Reigns? Well, I, I've been pondering that thought because let's go back to Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. I mean, the young Brock Lesnar. Yes. When he turned on them with the big show. Yep. So, and it's, it got me thinking about that. Like, are they going to pull something like that? Because you didn't see that coming. Right. You know, Brock's a Heyman guy. Yep. <laughs> and always was. And then all of a sudden, now he's he's got the big show. Yep. So, I mean, you're right. The, you know, he could turn on him. And Roman Reigns said it on Friday night. He doesn't need these belts. He doesn't need it. He's Roman Reigns. And so this leads me to wonder, I mean, a lot could happen to make Roman Reigns lose. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it doesn't seem, you're not hearing as much about the, 
once he got the thousand days, you're not hearing much about it anymore. What's next? I mean, shoot, is the next record's what was WrestleMania? So that's quite a ways away. So is that is that record really that far unreachable that they could just end it at SummerSlam and be done and be happy with the storyline? I think they could. They they most definitely could. I mean, but I don't know. I I personally think that they're they're going to keep them keep them going, keep pushing them. Because I want to see, because they they want to keep them from talks, they want to keep them champion up until next WrestleMania. Right. But obviously things can change, you know, but being the number one merchandiser seller, uh, just selling out arenas wherever he goes, until that dwindles down, I don't think they're going to uh, allow him to lose. Yeah, true. And that's going to be a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many other ways you could go with this bloodline story. I mean, it doesn't have to be Roman Reigns losing. I mean, there's more angles to go. There's more yeah. people to bring in. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, shoot, there's um, wives of the wrestlers that you can bring in. There's Solo's, um, their little brother who's in uh, Indies somewhere that you could bring in. There's all these uncles that have kids that you could bring in and you could make this whole big storyline with the bloodline even go further and further and further. And I think they're going to need to start bringing people in to make it go as far as next year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. I mean, and there's where it's like, uh, I guess as a fan, do we really want to see it go all the way to next WrestleMania? I, I don't. I guess uh, if it keeps us entertained, because if you like what you were talking about, SmackDown, far better than Raw right now. Right. And everybody's tuning into that more because it's more exciting. Right. You you just sit there and you're like, wow. Like, I just don't want to walk away. Like, Raw, there's times where I'm like, you know, uh, let me fast forward over this. You know, because right. I record mine. I'm like, let me, let me just fast forward over this. Right. I mean, SmackDown, I actually want to watch the whole thing, and most of it is due because of the bloodline, because of Roman. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the Waller showboating uh, in that match. You know, he had the match. He was he was ripping uh, Jay up, you know, and uh, he got – then he started showboating. He took, tried to do the imp- impression of The Rock, and – be yep. it was a horrible impression of the rock. Um, but he did it and that gave Jay the the out he needed to um finish the show, you know. Oh um, and sorry, now I just do you think because I want to ask you this, do you think it's possible that that's an angle to bring the rock in against Grayson? Because he didn't go against Roman because he wasn't going to be ring ready. He's had plenty of time to get ring ready now. And not saying that will happen soon, but you bring him in against Grayson and that slowly intercedes him getting involved with the bloodline story. That's possible. I mean, possible. I would hope that... If they did it, 
they wouldn't bring him in on SummerSlam to be on Grayson Waller's show like they did Cena to be on uh, at WrestleMania to be on a talk show. I mean, I'd be okay with that if it set up a feud between Grayson Waller and The Rock. And like you said, it would give The Rock the opportunity to be at SmackDown every Friday mm-hmm. to transition to some kind of program with um, The Bloodline. So I see that. Yeah, I see that. Just just because, you know, Roman's got that cockiness with him to where the attention's starting to go to The Rock. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the tribal chief. He's a nobody. That's true. That's possible. That's possible. Why is he, why is he getting the main event and I'm not? Mm-hmm. That's, that's possible. Yeah. Just because you know how The Rock is, and I know he's been out for a while, but he's been brought up quite a bit. Right. And you don't bring somebody up quite a bit without them eventually showing up. Yeah, true. Yep, yep. So, um, but no, I, it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how they can prolong it and how they how they're going to make it this our us fans um, want to tune in more to SmackDown because let's face it, if they do the same thing with the Judgment Day on Raw. They could turn Raw to the better show. Yep. And they got a good set of four on that judgment day to do that if they don't, if they use the, if they do it right. You know, yeah. And now you're really starting to push Dirty Dom. Yes. And, oh my God. <laughs> I, you know, okay. Dirty Dom. I know this is SmackDown talk, but let's Smack Talk Dom. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm getting to like the guy. All right. I mean, I just watched a TikTok video. He's sitting around a phone and it says, do you think you will be reunited with your dad? He goes, well, since Eddie died some money years ago, probably not. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> or something like that. It was, it was great stuff. It's great stuff because it was like, everybody's like thinking, you know, him they respond to about about Ray Mysterio. He's like, Well, since Eddie died ten years ago, probably not, or something like that. And I'm like, that's epic. That's epic stuff. Exactly. He goes, you know, it, it's just it's funny. And that and that's why I you know, Dom he got me to hate him so much that I actually like him now. Yeah. Because at first I was like, Man, I do not want to oh, come on. But he's just, he kind of, he's got that heel character. He gets you over by you. You just, you're like, oh my goodness, I hate this guy, but I want to see what's going to happen. Exactly. But let's face it, he has the best heel women's champion too at Mm -hmm. his side. Oh yeah. You know, Rhea, come on. That's, she's fire. And now I, nothing against Dominic, but I say without Rhea and the Judgment Day, you really wouldn't have that push he has right now. That's what that's what I was thinking. I was going to ask you that. What do you think happens if Rhea Ripley goes? I think I he's think, he's done. I, I think we see Dom just fade away into the darkness in the background and maybe right. pop up, you know, here or there. But yeah, Rhea is Rhea is phenomenal, right? And she brings that energy, and he he's doing good feeding off that energy. But Absolutely. until the point to where he can take it and 
carry it on his own. Right. Like he kind of needs to, especially her. Right. Now, what's your thoughts on Dom Dom uh, winning? Or I'm sorry. What's your thoughts on WWE giving the NXT uh, or the European title to uh, Dom Dom? Or the North American Championship? Yeah, yeah, the North American Championship. What's your thoughts on that? I saw that coming. I saw it coming. As I said, you know, Wes is, uh, you watch him wrestle in NXT. He's phenomenal, man. That guy's insane. Yes. Insanely good. Yes. But it's the judgment day. <laughs> oh. As soon as they started kind of coming to NXT, is like, <laughs> I had a feeling it was like, they're going to put something on Dom to kind of help give him that push. Now, do you think that, is that going to give the, avenue for the guy he beat in NXT to come to the main roster? Possibly. Possibly, but if if you recall, they're trying to make um, like NXT's actually they're trying to make that the third main roster brand because they're doing pretty good. I don't know if they're going to, but that's right. what they're trying to, that's why you have main roster wrestlers going back there and actually right. competing. You know, yeah. people who are actually pretty decent, you know. Right, right. I think we're I was talking to some wrestler, um, maybe you were on the show last week, and he would I think the question was asked, What show do you think is the best? And he said collision, AEW collision. And because it's it's from start to finish, balls to the wall, let's go. You know, and that was I, that's a hot show. I mean, I think, you know, your top two are SmackDown and Collision, I I would say. I think Raw could be in that discussion if they would go back to two hours and be focused on regular, on wrestling stuff instead of this gimmick crap. But, mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, yeah. then we um, had uh, Sansa, Sansa Tos Escobar re- defeating Rey Mysterio via referee stoppage to win the U.S. Championship in, in, Imitational. So, now, I, I, that I was, just, go ahead. I just got to say, man, because I love Santos. He's like one of my top favorite wrestlers. Yeah. But the last two matches I have seen him in, like, I'm not seeing the same Santos. Okay. I, I'm just not seeing, I've seen him where he's making mistakes and, like like I said, he, he's great. I mean, obviously, I can't go in there. I can't. I have nothing to say about it. But just watching as a fan, I'm like, man, this, you know, the leader of Delgado. I was like, this guy's awesome. And then lately, he's just kind of just been hanging on by a thread. I think that's just the way I've been seeing it. I'm like, what are we doing, Santos? What are we doing? Now, do you think before Ray got hurt that match, you think it was? Was Santos Escobar all the way? You think that's where they're going? I, uh, I was torn. I didn't know who was gonna. I thought they might give give it to Ray to kind of get a push, you know, to get that uh, U.S. Championship because we all know, you know, Ray's getting close to retirement, right? You know, and I, they're gonna try to utilize them, maybe with a belt in some way. I don't know, but okay. just well, one that's... last one last time, one last hoorah. Right, and Escobar, now he faces uh, my favorite guy, um, Austin Theory, right? Is that at Eight SummerSlam? Down. Is that at SummerSlam? Uh, from what I was reading, it's actually going to be the SmackDown before SummerSlam. Okay. It's not going to be on the... 
because they were talking about saying, you know, this is now another pay-per-view where Austin Theory won't be defending his belt. And if I'm Austin Theory, okay, I'm thinking you said that statement. And if I'm Austin Theory, I'm thinking to myself, they really don't trust me. But if all you're going to do is give me mid-card matches on SmackDown and keep me off the pay-per-views, there's got to be something that they are losing hope in with this guy or maybe he's not performing up to their standards or what. But um, if that – on that match, that, okay, do you think I've set, Escobar has it has what it takes to beat A-Town down and to hold that strap? If he gets back to the Escobar, you know. If he goes back to Delgado Santos, I see him beating him because that guy was hungry. That guy was vicious. That guy yeah. would give put it all out in the ring. Not saying he does it now, but there's I, I see the difference. Because gotcha. I really like him. I like watching him and I see the difference. Gotcha. Awesome, man. Um now. Have you heard anything on Ray Mysterio's injury? I the last I heard was it is legitimate. Um, he took a fall, um, but I wasn't sure he couldn't tell what happened. And so I don't know if you've read up on what happened or maybe not. I don't I know. Have, I haven't heard well, I've been because like I got to watch it last night and I've been slammed all day, so I haven't got to read anything, but watching it, you can see where he did smack his head down pretty fast. Okay. It's like he probably got a little whiplash or something. And being age, being, you know, like I say, close to retirement, you know, he, he's he's more going to be more injury prone. Right. Right, right. Okay. But um, so but, you did say it's legitimate. Yeah, they said on. Yeah, I, I think I said okay. read somewhere that it is. He seriously, he got hurt. Because I sat there and went like this. Mm, I wonder if that's an angle or something. Maybe. I thought it might be an angle. It might be. I don't know. You never know. What the, that's the thing. I'm, you know, that's the thing about reading dirt sheets. And um, a wrestler told me, told us once a long time ago, he wishes the fans would watch the show to watch the show. Watch mm-hmm. wrestling to watch wrestling. On, on Friday night, you're going to watch SmackDown because you know what's the storyline for last week. You know how it ended. Just like the soap opera, you go back and you want to see what's going to be the next the next soap opera. This I wish in this case I wish there were no dirt sheets and it was just okay. Is he hurt? Because I'm going to turn now. I'm going to turn back into SmackDown on Friday. Not only to watch the Bloodline to wonder if Rey Mysterio is going to come back or if they're going to have some on any news on him. Mm-hmm. You know, like they did back in when NWO appeared, or like when back in the 80s, you didn't have these dirt sheets saying, Oh, well, Hulk Hogan, when he did a leg drop, he tore his meniscus. And <laughs> yes, it's it is really it is a shoot leg drop. And oh my no, you didn't have that. Nope. You had oh shit, Hulk Hogan dropped a leg drop and he got hurt. Was he gonna be able to defend his title? And you had to wait till next week. Or sometimes a month till the um, big pay-per-view or the big uh, Saturday night main event, you know? And it's just like, I wish you'd go back to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you yeah. could say, I guess I wish us fans would treat the show like we treated it back then. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I mean, when Sean 
Shawn Michaels originally hurt his back when Undertaker threw him over the ring, over the casket, you know, you didn't really know. You thought it was part of the show. Like he looked like he got hurt, you know, and right. you, you didn't know there was no news blasting it out or nothing like that. You didn't hear about it right. until a, what a month or so later, you know, you're like, Oh, he actually has a serious injury, you know? Right. So now we go 10 minutes after the show's over. You fly, you, or 30 minutes after the show's over, you're scrolling through TikTok and everybody else has their opinions and everybody else has their angles on this stuff. And you're like, I don't need, I, and I guess it's, and I can't blame them for having their opinions and having their angles. You know, if I didn't like it, I guess I should stay off TikTok or if I should, or I need to stay off the dirt sheets, you know, if we don't want to, if we want to go back to where it was. But uh, I just want, I don't, I, I read where it was a, a, a shoe injury. But it could be an angle, and I just wish I would have never read anything like that because I now would now I'd be like, okay, what is it? Is he really hurt or is he not? Whatever, whatever. So like just like Jimmy getting hauled off an ambulance, I never found out if that was real or not, and I I don't exactly. want it. I don't want to know. That's the thing. I, I've been trying really hard to just not see stuff because I'm like, you know what? I want to. I'm going to go back to that where you, like what you were saying. You're just surprised. You're like, I can't believe that just happened. There's right. no, hey, guess what? There's going to be so-and-so is going to surprise and show up, you know. Yeah, I, I don't want that. Like Cena, when he showed up for uh, WrestleMania, right? that was not leaked out or nothing. Nobody knew no. about that. That no. was awesome because you heard the music. It, you, you just marked out and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Yep. I, and, I want that all the time. And unfortunately, we have the social media, we have news just blasting everything, just telling you, oh, guess what? This is what's going to happen. I, yep. I just, I, I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to feel that excitement again. And I think that's what happened to why, why Cody Rhodes isn't as over as he should be. Mm-hmm. We knew about Cody Rhodes coming to some, um, WrestleMania back in November, December of that, of the last year. Yep. You know, he walked away from AEW in October or November, and all of a sudden we had all this news that Cody Rhodes is coming to da 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 da. And then, so you're like, okay, yeah, he's going to be here. Okay. And I love it. I mean, no disrespect to fans, but I love the fans that say, oh my God, that shocked me. No, it didn't. Dude, you're the ones that were talking about two weeks before. Unless you weren't paying attention. Right. So shock value, no, it wasn't a shock value for me. It was more of annoyance to me because he was involved in some stupid angle with Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and shit like that. That's what was annoying. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Bray Wyatt. I mean, that was the dumbest thing. You start this thing three months with all these uh, symbols and we're talking about these symbols and oh my God, and all this and this and this. For what? Mm -hmm. For Uncle Howdy to show up at one spot and then miss a jump into a clearly missed the person he was supposed to go at. And then now we're done. Now we're going to set up this, I guess I seen somewhere where they're someone sending images around the hinting that Bray Wyatt's coming back. Cause there's this, there's a woman in the fun house or whatever. And I'm like, come on. I mean, if Bray Wyatt's exactly. gonna come back, please bring him back as Bray Wyatt, not the fiend, not in the funhouse, not bring him back as demon Bray Wyatt. 
And, and that's, I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to bring up is um, reading a story what um, Undertaker was saying. Because mm-hmm. he said the exact same thing. And you know, I, w- I think we all agree with it. If you're going to bring Bray Wyatt back, bring him back as Bray Wyatt, as the yes. way he was before. 100%. And you mentioned Undertaker. Okay. So let's go with this. So, I mean, I could write this. Last year, I think if WWE was smart, they would look at what they did. And last year, remember when Undertaker was in the ring and he whispered something to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. No one knows what he whispered. And now you just started an angle. Now you can use the phenom and Undertaker if, if he's available, if he's you know good and if he's healthy enough. Not to wrestle, but uh, angle somehow to be a backer of the Bray, of the Wyatts or whatever. But because of the whisper in the ear, then just leave it. Let him, you know, do something with that. You know, not bring him back as Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I got off on Bray Wyatt tangent, but <laughs> no. Well, when we were talking about the uh, <laughs> the the spoilers, the rumors, and everything, yes. I will say this: that if you've noticed since like. Hunter's been kind of in control because we know Vince is still there, but yeah, yeah. he's been kind of in control. The leakage has slowed down a lot because yes, I don't see so much, and I'm happy. I'm like, okay, I, you know, because I like looking at my wrestling feed, not showing any leaks of what's to come. Correct. And 100%. when Vince was fully in charge, you saw that quite a bit. Yes. So I will say that it's slowed down. Yep. So, no, then we had uh, – I'm going to skip over a couple of big ones, but um, we'll get back to those. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair defeated Chelsea Green and Sonny Deville via pinfall. Flair choked Clock Deville with a big boot. Um, well, here's where ahead. I understand them putting them together in a tag match because they're about to go in a triple threat. You know, they have this animosity towards each other. So, yeah, let's make them tag together to just watch it crumble. Right. But I will say you just made Chelsea and Sonya tag team champions, and you really just made them look like a joke. Yes, Bianca and Charlotte are the top of the the women's roster. They are. Right. But you really just made the tag champs look like nothing. Correct. And now you're going to go take the – I mean, I don't know if there's a – is there a tag team, women's tag match at SummerSlam? I, I don't remember. I don't think so, honestly. Yes, yeah, really so now we're not going to defend those belts either. So we're not going to have a town down. We're not going to have the women's division. Why? It's, it's really it's crazy. But you're right. You can't. What are you doing? You're pitting these new up and coming tag team champions against the best women's in women's division, two of the best, and they they look dumb. Mm-hmm. They looked weak. You buried them. You just destroyed anything that they could ever be. Yeah, because I, you know, they could have. It, it'll be hard to bring themselves back. They could have went somewhere, you know, like hey, let's start kind of like pushing them up, you know, help uplifting them. But instead, it's just like hey, you just dug them a hole and threw them in. The dirt's halfway on them. Let's see if they can get out. Yeah, it's right. going to be hard for them now. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know. So, um, talking about weird tag teams. So, I know we're on WWE, but talking about weird tag teams. <laughs> are you a fan? And this will create a conversation, I'm sure. 
Are you a fan of MJF? I knew you were going to go with that one. <laughs> and Adam Cole, baby. Oh, Adam Cole, baby. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that is a tag team I just never thought in a million years I would see. I, I, I honestly did. And I got to be honest, I have to catch up on my AEW. But I've only caught little bits and pieces of it. But when I saw them being forced to be in a tag team, I was like, oh, it's just, you know, it's going to be one of those like Bianca and Charlotte. They're not going to really enjoy being a tag team, you know? And No. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping that myself. Now I'm like, they really like doing this. Yeah. And I, and I really hate it. I'm like, this is not, no. But, I mean, I this is what I see. I, I see it coming, and I hope I'm right. Adam Cole just knocking them out and saying, "No, <laughs> I'm Adam Cole, baby." Well, they had a they had a stint uh, two weeks ago, where they had a match, or maybe it was on Collision last Saturday. Anyways, they were in a match, they won it, and Adam Cole picked up his belt, uh, MJF's belt, and was looking at it. Of course, MJF got pissed and whipped it out of his hands, and then they had to stare down a little bit, and blah, blah, blah. Then later backstage, Adam Cole's like, dude, I didn't even watch it. I, I was just giving it to you, man. I was just giving it to you. Um, two, two takes on this. I am learning that I will hate MJF as a face. He sucks as a face. I can't stand him as a face. And if and you're supposed to love faces and hate heels. And it's not going to work for me because he's a heel through and through. And you're going to take it, take his trash talking heel work and do nothing with it now. And I think that's totally in the, going in the wrong direction. I just hope my hope is that this is going to last till all in or all out or whatever. And Adam Cole's going to turn on him and it's going to cause a set, set up a storyline for them to go one-on-one for the belt. And that's what I hope. Now, we'll, we'll, before we get back to WWE, I just got to touch on that and say, let's talk about all the heels that have gone over, like just so over with the crowd. They just automatically turn into a face. Yes. You know, and I got to say, my number one example is John Cena. I loved him as a heel. Just loved it. The way he came out and bury people on the mic and he wrestled so good yep. and I just loved it. And when he turned face, I was like, no, no, <laughs> you know, no, this is a joke. Yeah, he but was, yeah, he was you, great you get, at the time. And you're like, okay, okay. I got it. I, I think MJF can pull it off. I really do. I hope so because I'm not seeing it. I really am. I'm not. Um, but no, you're right with when, um, the rock or the ones, uh, John Cena was thugonomics comes out with that change. This, you know, shirts and he's wrapping it up. And he's, I was just watching, um, episodes of him in the ring with uh, Stephanie McMahon and him trash talking her, and then the rock trash talking Stephanie McMahon and bringing Ronda Rousey in at WrestleMania. That was, I just watched that a, a little bit ago, but um, yeah, heels turning face, he's. The best face, in my opinion, that turned heel was Hulk Hogan. That was oh, probably, without that a was, doubt. That was one of the best. 
that was because that was nobody ever thought that right and i will say this another good heel that was face so i love watching heel faces turn heel because it's just now you can be a dick and be all right you know mm-hmm. okay it's not instead of being a dick now you got to be not one and i'm like no i don't see it but jungle boy he was a face for a long time and he just recently turned heel and i'm loving that Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Darby Allen, I wish he'd turn on Sting and become a heel. I love that. You know, I see it coming. Give it time. I see that one coming. Yeah, you know, and um I don't know, man. Uh I wish you know part of me wishes Bray Mysterio would have turned heel instead of Dom Dom. But um that's where I'm kind of like I'm in this confusion with um with uh the judgment day, you know, and all this stuff with uh, Finn and you know and uh, Dom and Rhea and uh, Damian Priest. It's a weird situation. They're all heels, but one of them is going to turn face and backstab some one of those Judgment Days, and I don't know who that's going to be. Well, we already know Finn can be a really good face, right? We do because he's done it, and he can flip flop either which way and still be great. Um, Damian Priest has been both. Yes, he has. You know, and Rhea, yeah, Rhea's been a face too. She was more of a fan favorite. Favorite. She just kind of did whatever she wanted to. And I love her as a heel. She, she, I think she'll stay a heel for a while. Phenomenal. I loved, I loved Charlotte Flair when she was a heel when she turned on her dad. Yep. Now she's just an annoying chick that needs to go away. Well, it's because it's she's so loved. That it's hard for even when she tries, you see, she tries being bad sometimes, and everybody just eats it up and loves it. So it's like she's just boom, your face. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. So um, then we had Asuka versus EO Sky. They had a verbal confrontation backstage, another backstage segment. And I think Bailey was in that segment too, or yes, or, she was. So just to add more, uh, more like, and synergy between the um, damage control. I think that's what's happening, you know. Well, that and, you know, because EO is going after that title. Yep. And so they're kind of like kind of just letting it letting it be known. You know, it will be EO against Asuka or EO, sorry. Um, and then the, the Bianca and Charlotte, I think, I really think that Asuka may keep that title just I... because – they're building that Bianca versus Charlotte. Right. But they want that for WrestleMania. Right. And see, they need to keep Asuka in that title. And they need, and I'm not, no disrespect, no disrespect to um, Bianca, Bianca Belair. I, I'm done with her. She needs to do something different. Um, I don't, I, I, she was a good champion. I'm not going to say she's not, but I'm glad to, Oscar has the title, and I hope Oscar she needs to hold it for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. that's I don't, I don't see her losing it. Just not just yet. So let's talk about L.A. Knight. Yeah. Oh, buddy, dude, the modern day Stone Cold. Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's got a mixture. If you see it, he's yes. got that mixture of the Rock and Stone Cold. Hundred percent. That guy is fire. That guy's probably the 
well, if I have to, if there's three top things WWE's got going for them right now, is the bloodline number one, damage control, or should we say Dom Dom and Rhea? Yeah. And LA Knight. Those are the top three biggest things I, in my opinion, as a wrestling fan, want look for it every week to go see. Let's see what's mm-hmm. going to happen with these guys, you know. And LA Knight, man, he's a he's amazing. But we're putting him up against Ashante Adonis. I shake yeah, my head. I, I wondered about that match. Of why are we putting this guy in the mid card match? You know, and I mean, so as, as soon as his music hits, that pop you hear. Yes. Just as me as he hasn't even spoke yet, man. Everybody's going crazy. Right. And they're going bonkers. And he's just holding the mic up like this. Mm-hmm. And L-A-9. He's not even saying the damn words. Yeah. He just literally points and everybody says it. Yes. And so if that's not telling you that he's probably the most over person in that in the whole business right now, even I'll, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll go on, on record saying it. I believe he's more over than Roman Reigns in the bloodline is right now. I gotta say he's uh it's really close. He's very, very close to push because he's just that good. He's very good. And he's if they're not careful, they're gonna miss a mark, they're gonna miss something, and then we're gonna have this LA night. And what's he gonna do? You know, what's he gonna do? He's gonna jump ship. Some shit, you know, and go to AW or something or go wherever. And he's phenomenal. And um, so that, that they, they put him in, uh, and it's just, this is a joke. I don't know if this is serious. This is a joke. I, I was watching this on um, TikTok. Everybody's making this as a joke. And I, I kind of would have to believe. I'd have to say, yeah, you're right. Adam Pierce put him in a match ne- next week, a singles match next week. And he added them to a battle royal at SummerSlam. So they're opening up this battle royal at SummerSlam. That's when has this ever been a thing? Never. And they're going to put LA Knight in it. Why? Because now you realize that you got the biggest star in your business not there. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God it's just not a SummerSlam battle royal. They need to put a purpose on this battle royal. Well, I'm just curious of why they even brought that up. It's never been a thing before. Now, all of a sudden, we have a battle royal. For what? Yes. For what? You better have a meaning, a reasoning behind the battle royal. It has to mean something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can't even give them a shot at, a- LA or at um, A-Town Down because Escobar has A-Town Down. Yep. I mean... Is Seth Rollins on the in the card? He better be. I haven't looked at the card, so. Uh, off top of my head, I'm trying to remember. You have Brock against Cody. Yep. Um, Roman and Jay. Yep. And you have the triple threat women's Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte. Right. And, you know, I don't. Yeah, actually, Gunther against um Drew McIntyre. Right. I believe that was finalized. Not 100% sure. Yep, that was. Yep. But and yeah. see, I'm okay with Gunther getting beat by McIntyre. Mm-hmm. 
that's another match I, I'm okay with whoever winning, you know, whoever winning. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Drew McIntyre win. But um, yeah, for know. sure. So the last match we can talk about is Karrion Cross defeating Carl Anderson via pinfall after hitting pump handle lift DDT. That's a badass move, by the way. I saw that and I was like, that is nice. That's sick as heck, man. So um, Karrion Cross, man, when we were talking about him, yeah, they want to bring him back to that that NXT style Karrion. You know, when he had the shaved head. And he was just—he was more aggressive. I mean, he's aggressive now, but it's kind of like he's—he's he's toned it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, they revamp him. I'm glad because in my notes tonight for tonight, I said, "How the hell does WWE not know how to use this guy?" You knew how to use him at, in NXT. Mm-hmm. So, uh, should, should I say Shawn Michaels need, knew how to use him in NXT? Well, yep. you have—you have lost the mark. On this man specifically, since the since the bring up, since the draft, mm-hmm. you he was in a fire fire um, storyline in NXT. You know, with the um, just that was a great storyline at the end of NXT. Now you bring him here, and he has done absolutely zero. Well, remember we talked about that with uh, Nikki D. How he they had him lose to Jeff Hardy. Which yes. Jeff didn't need that win. Karen was undefeated. Correct. Undefeated. Correct. And all of a sudden he loses on a, a what was it, a Monday Night Raw for no reason at all. Correct. And then for a while you've seen him show up on the behind in, in the stands behind the barriers, or he'd bring or his chick lady would bring the little the the uh, hourglass to the ring and set it there, hinting mm-hmm. that he'd be here. They did the same thing with him as they did with Bray Wyatt. Hint, 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 and then nothing. Yep. I mean, he's there still. Now, we actually, that's a match I think that's supposed to happen as well is carrying against AJ at SummerSlam. You know, I think if it's they, supposed to be SummerSlam. If they do that, that sucks because you're in a push to get A Town down higher than he is. He's a he's an upcoming star. He's probably the future, one of the future um, athletes of WWE. Then you got Karrion Cross, who's just as good. And if one of them loses in a match, is, is that burying them to the point where what are you going to do with them next? I just think WWE needs to figure out what. There's a lot of talent out there that WWE needs to figure out what they're going to do with. Mm-hmm. You know, and Karrion Cross is one of them, man. I I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're not trying hard enough. I don't think. No. In my it's, opinion. If you have, I, I, I just see it. If you have carrying lose another match, I'm, I'm not saying nobody should go. Not, everybody shouldn't go undefeated. You're going to lose here or there. But Karrion's been losing so much. Right. And he still has a great gimmick. The way they come out to the ring, the way he presents himself, the way he wrestles, very aggressive. Not as aggressive as it was at NXT days, but you got to stop having him lose so much. Correct. You do. Correct. 100%, man. And um, I wrote this down. I think I am close to being right about this. 
WWE doesn't try hard enough to be great. ADW tries way too hard to be good. And then you got collision. It's the mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep it going, it will be the best wrestling show. And I believe this. I think it's going to be the, one of the best wrestling shows out there today. Because there's a combination, there's a mixture. You know, and um, AEW, I mean, WWE, I think I'm right. WWE tries too damn hard. I mean, you... You loaded your you load your your roster up with so much talent, it shouldn't be that hard to create content, to create storylines. You're you're loaded. Yeah, I mean, I said mentioned it earlier. Go back to the attitude era. You I mean, even even before the attitude era, you still you had your roster stocked up with great talent. I just bring up the attitude era because you had so many. Yeah. But you knew how to work around it and make Correct. everybody great. There were so many great stories. Correct. And the sad part of it, Vince was running it then. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, and you know, Tony Khan, dude, oh, the, the forbidden door. So now Tony Khan has so much, so much opportunities for so many things to happen that slow down a little bit. Don't mm-hmm. try so damn hard. One thing I do like about uh, AEW compared to WWE is they let their talent go outside of AEW. You know, they let them go to New Japan, GCW, you know, all this stuff. Uh, Moxley was in an independent show this a couple weeks ago. You know, I like that. But, um, of course, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell Moxley you can't go to an independent show? <laughs> you don't tell Moxley no. <laughs> you don't tell Moxley nothing. Dude. That, come on now. I mean, you know, the only person that probably tells Moxley something is his wife. And, you know, he probably goes, yes, ma'am. But, um, <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Well, yeah, back to the carry, and it's, uh, you got to push him. You know, like you were bringing up Austin Theory, you got to do something with him, man. He's the United States champion. Yep. I, mean, I just think. Not really wrestled that much. When he wrestles, he does a phenomenal job. Yep. He's got the attitude. Yep. He's got the physique. They're just not utilizing him. Yep, I really do. I think you're right, man. And um, I'm not saying AEW or Raw are boring. It's just, it's there's a lot of times I feel like they're plugging time, plugging stuff in, and it's nonsense. And I think eight. I think Raw, if they went to two hours, you would see a lot of that nonsense just go away. Um, yeah, what, what what can we do to fill a three-hour slot? Yep. Yep. What can you do? And you end up being you end up being backstage segments that are dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, a five-minute segment of uh, Vince McMahon's car pulling into the garage, and the Big Show coming over and tipping it over, or whatever. Which was a cool storyline and all that good stuff. When I think it was the limousine that ran into the truck or whatever, there were good storylines. But you're filling spots in of and because you're so full of talent, you're you're giving these these carrying crosses the spot of sneak attacks backstage. And I just think sometimes mm-hmm. we're missing the mark. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you look back when um the backstage segments when you had. 
Stone Cold pouring cement in Vince's car. You know, that was yes. funny stuff. Yeah. D- DX taking over the producing truck. That, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. that was funny stuff. Yeah. yeah, but just watching somebody walk in the building and the, the cameras following them as they're just walking. What what are we doing with that? Right. They're walking down the aisle and they look over and they see somebody and they have they exchange words and now I just took three minutes of my time wondering what was going to be backstage and you know you do that t- you do that twenty times in a show. There's your there's your third hour or so, whatever. But it's just I don't know. It's just me. So if, if you're going to do backstage stuff, you know, you make it exciting or hilarious. That's right. I was just watching earlier a uh, an old video of The Rock when he was um. Uh, what you call it, being escorted out when Eric Bischoff kicked him out of, told him he had to leave the building, brought security guards. Yes, yes. You know, as he's walking out, he's like, oh, he's like, well, where's Snow White and the rest of the seven dwarfs? He's talking to the security guards as he's walking out, and then he sees Hurricane and, uh, what was his name? Um, I can't remember the guy that tagged with him. He's like, oh, I remember you guys. Yeah, Hurricane was well, a yeah, Hamburglar. Hamburglar, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. So, um, well, Rico, it's uh, been a not- good night talking to wrestling with you. Um, this is our SmackDown Rewind, or I'm sorry, Saturday Night Smack Talk. Um, Rico and I will be back on uh, for Pops World Order on Tuesday nights. Um, we're going to talk everything Monday Night Raw, uh, unless we have a special guest, and so we'll keep you guys posted on that. Definitely. Um, so, uh, Mike... If there's no guests, we can do our SmackDown um, or the SummerSlam predictions, our, our SummerSlam predictions. That ought to be fun. And um, thank you guys again for who's watching. Thank you guys for the support. Rico, thank you for joining me on a month, on a Saturday night. Oh, no, I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and we um, lots of good things coming, guys. Um, not quite ready to make the announcements yet, but uh, more platforms and we're discussing some merchandise ideas. So look forward to seeing everybody again on huge pop wrestling podcast. Uh, again, Rico, thank you for being part of the team. Can't wait for Tuesday night, my guy. Um, oh, I can't either, man. So hang tight, Rico. I'll talk to you in the waiting room. Um, everybody, like I said, we are huge pop wrestling for life. Um, yeah. And so keep, keep, keep us, keep track of us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on, which and we're somewhere else that announcement will be coming soon so oh yeah just pay attention subscribe pay attention. and yeah. ask questions man we love to get some questions give you some feedback so yeah anybody good good point Rico um anybody that wants us to answer some questions if you're watching this video later on hit the comments below wherever you're watching it and write some questions that we'd be love to have a Q&A on Tuesday or if that, if it's all, if it's there's time for it We'd love to answer you guys' questions. Um, again, subscribe, follow, support Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. We love you guys. And um... Extreme.